we're going. We are going indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we hath returneth, as they say. You hath returneth. I never lefteth. That's that's true. I went away to uh, Spain for two weeks. You went on a you went on a bus to Spain. I saw that on uh, Instagram. Oh. Well, if you're gonna look at my Instagram, can you at least like my posts, please? Next time, I will. Hmm. You know, I don't care it's if you all- like. I don't care whether you like my posts or not. But if you say you looked at my Instagram. Without like and didn't like my post. That's Instagram when I- pinged me because you, because you hadn't posted in a while. So Instagram was like, ah, yes, we must drive engagement. I hadn't because- posted in a while. I posted like th- a week before. I posted. Inst- I posted the the sto- I posted all the the stuff regarding my show. For Instagram, that's a while. Instagram se- sent me a pop up saying that your Instagram account had posted something recently. Well, because Instagram cannot stand it when you don't interact with it constantly. I've I've learned that, um, but yeah, I also did my show that went very well. Yeah, w- went to Spain. It was supposed mm-hmm. to take us um, about seventeen to twenty hours to get there. Do you know how long it took us, Joe? You said fifty. Somewhere in that ballpark, yes. Why? Now, Emerson, I have to ask, why did it take 50 hours on a bus? Because there were serious delays at Dover Port. Why were there delays? Probably because everyone was rushing to get out of the country at the same time for the Easter holidays. Have you considered any alternative transport options, like walking, a catapult, (laughs) Ryanair... (laughs) Seriously, man, you live in a you live in a continent where there is an airline who will treat you like absolute garbage, but they will do it for like two euros and they'll get you in the general vicinity of the place you're trying to go to. It's it's a very long story. Um, Maybe we'll go into it another time. Save it for like a bonus episode or something. Yes. Um, Yeah. Okay. Um, In the meantime, what's happened in your life, Joe? I'm thinking. Mm. Nothing of any note. Nothing of any note. Okay. Um, I didn't go anywhere. Well, no, I no. We've we've talked since I went on the cruise. That was it. That was it. Sorry, I just muted my microphone for a second. That's fine. I uh, went on the cruise. Yeah, that was the um, episode. That was where in March. Spelvin yep. came out of his little cardboard box and took over the show. Yeah. Uh, Spelvin is so unhinged. Like, I love having him around, but we can't have him all the time for that reason. I I think there should just be an episode where it's just me and Spelvin try and do the episode, and like four and a half hours later, we've covered task one. <laughs> oh, what if I just co- what if I just come in at like the end of the episode? It's like, uh, Joe, I'm ready to start recording, and you're like, oh shit, fuck you, we've been here for six hours. <laughs> Emerson and Joe, Emerson and or Joe, and or both Joe, try to wrangle Spelvin. What what makes you think I would try and wrangle anything? Uh, I don't know. I am an enabler. I'm, For, I'm, the, I'm the peacekeeper on this podcast. I, I suppose. But uh, anyways, in the interest of not having huge, huge amounts of banter... 
Let's oh, hop into goodness. the episode. Yes, this is season seven, episode six. It's called A Coquettish, Coquettish Fascinator. It aired October 10th, 2018. And this is the 50th episode of Taskmaster UK. It is. They had Woo! a trumpet pl- they had a trumpet play. And that that's that's mile with milestones right there. Yeah, they had a trumpet play. Alex stood for it. Greg did not. Um, um so, yeah, uh, so uh, going Alec, from here Alex rattled off a bunch of statistics in their opening banter. That I didn't pay enough attention to. No. Um They'd I had one have... Taskmaster baby, and I think I might know who that was. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who that could I be. I think it was Josh Widdicombe, because he'd yeah. had his baby right around the time of the original Champion of Champions. Well, got... uh, Rob Rob Beckett did, too. Mm. Rob yeah, Beckett but I... had his kid in the middle of filming, at like, be- or like right before he filmed. Yeah, but that 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 is a good point, actually. I think it's... Alex's kid, not, oh, sorry, Josh's kid might have been literally born days before the studio segments, so they could do something ah, personal. That, that could be, or maybe Alex had a, Alex's wife had another kid or something. Mm, we'll see. Alex has got like three I, kids or something. Alex has many kids. I don't know. It does. He, I'm sure he's, at he's that not, point they were not, just. It's not like Boris Johnson or Nick Cannon where you can't count the number of kids he has. Yeah. I I I'm also trying to think maybe that was just part of the joke because there was also like a broken arm or something else listed in there and it's like nobody broke their arm. Also, um, for the pro- I've I've thought of a great thing to bring in for the prize task. Hmm. Should we talk about the prize task? Yes. Uh. Do you, well, actually, first we have to do the Hawaiian shirt count because there's oh like, yay. My voice cracked a bit there, but because kind of there's kind of it, but also like. Do the drop. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word what this. What if I, maybe I'll play like a really distorted version of it? Can you not make really, it sound not quest? Can can not you make really it sound questioning? To the point where it hurt. Um, I'll probably put like some sort of um radio static or something behind it. Sure. I don't know. Um, there's no guarantee I'll actually do this because, as we all know, I'm quite lazy. Anyway, um. Anyway, what do you have to say regarding the um So we've HSC? got three we've got three different things. So James is wearing the closest thing to an actual Hawaiian shirt. It's one of those more modern style Hawaiian shirts that are like it's it's like depicting a sunset, so there's a gradient in colors going down to the bottom. It's uh I personally usually consider Hawaiian shirts have some sort of floral element on them, but there didn't really seem to be one, but also it fits the mold of the more modern Hawaiian shirt. Um, then Carrie is wearing a shirt with a pattern on it that looks like it's a dark blue shirt with like pink birds on it, like a repeating pattern of birds. I'm not sure about that. And then uh, there's also Jess Nappet, who is wearing a normal shirt, except that it's got like peacock feathers all down the shoulders and onto the fo- and onto the arms. Just so sure. quite out there t-shirts, as we've noticed. I'm not... I, it's a long sleeve thing, or it could be a jacket. I'm not sure what to classify that is, but, as, but I figured I'd mention it. Also, she has... I Yeah, it is Jess, who has, like, these wonderful golden, like, wedge heel boots things. They're great. But uh, anyways... Jess is an probably, icon. 
now that we've covered that, let's go on to the uh, prize task itself. <laughs> Excuse me. Which uh, who, I've who, covered the prize wanna... task quite a few times recently. So then I, I shall do the prize task. The prize task is. Although I want to, in... I want to say what I would bring in for this because I have possibly the answer that no one will beat. Okay. Well, the answer, the brief for this task is bring in the best key. That is true. And is is your answer Tim Key? Maybe. Figured it was going to be Tim Key. Seriously though, wouldn't that be like the best? That is the only correct answer. That I was going to say like a nuclear missile launch key. They those crop up on eBay and reproductions of those crop up all the time. So uh Oh, I just forgot another piece of How can we forget that series 15 started as well? Yes, that did happen. Series 15 started. Uh, and I'll I, say, I imagine I'm not we'll say cover that so in far. like seven years. We'll see. But there's one moment in it that, because we're, we're watching this series for the podcast, uh, there was one moment in, I think it was the second, there's only been two episodes so far, but in the second one, there was a moment that I really appreciated, even more because we're currently watching Series 7. Ah, but we're getting closer to champion of champion of champions. Ah, but in the meantime, um, you already know you you know that I bring in Tim Key because he's the greatest poet laureate to ever exist, and also he's got uh, the surname Key. Um, but let's talk yes. about what the people actually and brought in. Yes, I'd probably bring in a nuclear missile silo key, like one of the production ones that you can turn it and it launches the missiles. That's a really good key. But uh, so. So in order of them, Carrie goes first. Carrie has brought in the only traditional style key, as in a key that unlocks something. Carrie yep. has brought in a uh, a key, specifically a Volkswagen key, specifically an old Volkswagen key, specifically the old the key to her old Volkswagen again van, which is um, a facelifted. Volkswagen T25 Westphalia, which is for those who aren't those in the US, that would have been sold as a Vanagon. And it's the camper van with the pop top. It's great. Uh, nobody else seems to think it's great. Uh, Phil says that if he won, he would strip it for parts. Greg says that she's offered up the key because she doesn't want to have it towed away. And generally, they all kind of shit on it. But it's a, uh, yeah, it's a camper van. Carrie loves it. Carrie said, I don't know what she called it. It's like, like camper vans have drawers and beds and stuff. It's like something for adults. And I didn't really understand. My parents love camper vans, although I don't think they'd love this one. Well, what did she say it was? She said something. It's, it's like something, but for adults, like it's. Oh, it's a Sylvanian families. They're like the, it's this toy line. It's popular oh in, okay it's a you like a families of a bunch of animals not just woodland animals uh, so you've got your traditional hedgehogs your rabbits your badgers your okay otters, but they've also got monkeys koalas elephants so it, it, just okay, like so little families to of toy animals it's a toy for adults okay well uh, it's not next the sylvanian family is not necessarily for adults um i remember them quite distinctly because the com the adverts on tv always um, well, no, not she was saying that made me Sylvan want to buy. She was saying of, the van was Sylvanians for adults. Yeah, um, Sylvanians is a toy line. I'm just, yes. sort of, I, I have quite fond memories of seeing the adverts on TV because while I 
didn't at the time didn't necessarily want the toys. The advert sort of sparked some sort of creativity in me. Okay. And even even now as an adult, an adult, I'm still kind of fascinated with them. Is that weird? Probably not. Anyway, um, that's that's my experience with the uh, Sylvanian families. Um, who Phil? What did Phil bring in? Phil, 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 Phil Wang brought in the G key from a piano because it is the best key on a piano, according to him. It is the highest key. You can't top a G. Greg thought it was a stock photo image, which I don't understand because Phil does not take the photos of the items. Every item that has ever been on Taskmaster for all 50 episodes has been presented in the exact same way, which is in like a light box that they have all the things in. And I don't get why he chose this one to focus on when the other items in this task are presented in the same fashion. But he thought it was a stock image. He did not rate it very high as a result, but he did promise Phil a bonus point if the key was real. Now, I would like to point out that Phil did get his, that Phil did provide the key at the end because it's not even a spoiler. The key is there. We saw it at the prize task, but um, I don't know if that's counted in like uh, in um, the points total for the show because the key was there because it, it says on online and everything. Cause of course we're on taskmaster.info looking at this, that uh, Phil gets two points. I don't know how that works out for the show. In the show, though, but it, it doesn't matter because Phil's not going to win anyways. I can just tell you that right now. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, next up, we have Jess Snappet, who brought in a different kind of key, key lime pie, which she made herself. Uh, she also wrote, I heart the taskmaster on it, but because she made the critical mistake of not thinking about what she was writing with the green icing, uh, she actually wrote, I parentheses, the heart taskmaster. So you have to read it backwards for one line to, uh, to appropriately do it. But, um, Greg, Greg says that Alex will eat the whole cake upon it, the whole pie upon, finishing the episode so alex has that to look forward mm. to uh, as an american but not an american from florida do you have some sort of appreciation for the key lime pie i've had key lime pie before i'm not much of a lime guy like citruses citrus the first ever place in the i was just gonna say the first ever place i went to in america was florida and i think i had key lime pie once every other day while i was there interesting now I uh I am the child I am the child of people from New York City, so uh, New York style New York. cheesecakes, New York style cheesecakes is the regional delicacy that I am much more familiar with. Uh, mm. Please do chime in in the comments. Anybody who's listening, including Spelvin, hi. Uh, who by, uh, by anyone who, who's listening, we're only referring to you, Spelvin. By anyone who's listening, by which we mean Spelvin, the only person who regularly comments on these episodes, and I'm including you in that, Mom, because you listen to these too. 
But uh, anyways, if you are in the comments and you are Spelvin or anybody else, please put in what regional delicacy you most associate with as a dessert item. Uh, anyways, um, moving on to someplace else. I have said the word um quite a lot in the last moment. Uh, there it is again. Uh, James has brought in the key to his heart, which his ice cream specifically. It looks like it's not said what never changed. James. It's never said what kind of ice cream. It looks like coffee cake, maybe, or never changed. James A. Butterscotch. Ne- I said never change. <laughs> I said never James. It's, it's. I was trying to say never change. James A. Costa never change. But I ended up saying never change. Never change James A. Costa. Never change. Never change. That's what we should change. The Yes. But uh, I don't know what yes. kind of ice cream it is. The it's, best ones are the accidental ones. I don't know what kind of ice cream this is. It's brown and white, but it looks like coffee cake. I don't I don't know what it is. could be Rocky Road. I do like how I'm giving an audio description of what it looks like. And the audio description is it looks like this other thing <laughs> that you that if you are visually impaired. You, that's not going to help you. It's brown and white and it's ice cream. And I'm not certain how else to describe it other than it looks how coffee cakes do. I, I have a friend on discord who's, who's like a subject matter expert in disability advocate advocacy. So I've been like, shit, we really need to do stuff more for anyone who's like visually impaired for our podcast. And this is how I help them. Um, but did I say it looked like Rocky Road? You did. I, I, but my problem is that I don't eat Rocky Road, so I actually don't know what Rocky Road looks like. I mean, it's quite tasty. Yeah, I don't think this looks like Rocky uh, Road. This might be butterscotch if it's if it's anything else. But anyways, we're going off track again. Uh, finally, to round it out is Greg asks Rod Gilbert, um, is this just a picture of me looking fat? Uh Spoiler alert, no, it's not. It's a graph of Greg looking fat. Uh, there is the picture that of Greg in his underwear that we've seen multiple times now, uh, superimposed over an XY axis as like a line going up a graph. This is very bad from a like statistical standpoint because it's a very bad graph. There's no statistics involved. There's no, it. but there is a key which which has been which does fulfill the task. Uh Rod has put in a key where the color of Greg's skin represents Greg, and the color of Greg's Speedos represents Greg's Speedos. Again, this is just an excuse to post the same picture of Greg looking fat every time they do one of these. I I would not be a fan of it if I were Greg, but I'm also just not a fan of this gag because it's not funny. It's not imaginative. There's a lot better ways that, th- that this joke could be done like if he'd like i'll say can i yeah. chime in um actually no i'm not going to but just don't forget that i said i was going to chime in okay i'll say that as much but um anyways we now go to the scoring round uh greg puts james acaster in last place because he does he's not particularly impressed by the ice cream uh phil as i mentioned does get fourth place with a promise of a bonus point if the key is real i'm not entirely certain if that point is awarded but for the purposes of this let's say it is and somebody email carl at taskmaster.info because that's not included in the uh 
in the page for this. Carl, if you want to come on for an interview, we for, should email him. Pro- I should email him. But and but uh, if you want to come on for an interview with for the price of breathing in air daily, um, feel free. Yeah. But um, then by by that I mean we we couldn't pay. We you, don't pay so. you because we don't get paid. That was an episode title in like season one. But uh, <laughs> that any- that was a throwback and a half. That was a throwback and a yeah. half. Yeah. But um, episode uh, anyway, ep- uh, Rod. I almost said episode three there. Rod gets third place because I think episode three was the one you weren't in. Yeah, episode three of this season. But uh, uh Rod gets third place. I think Greg thinks it's funnier than I do. Um. Jess gets second place because the pie looks still looks good, and then Carrie Godleman's camper van gets first place. Which honestly, even if you don't like the camper van like everybody else did, I kind of have to go with it. I like the the camper van. I think it's kind of cool, but also the value proposition is we've got pie, ice cream, piano key. We're going to ignore the picture of Greg. And then we've got a four-wheeled motor vehicle with a good MOT. That is like, you know, the value proposition there is a little bit different. So, so obviously, Carrie is going to win. And if we do the Taskmaster Joe drop right now. It's the Taskmaster and his name is Joe and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> uh, you can see that I've kept a lot of the upper scoring stuff in the same place. So I put Rod in last because I did not enjoy the joke. Uh, James A. Caster is in fourth because, you know, I'm kind of just unimpressed with it. I key to my heart is not like it would have been a harder choice if it had been like the key to my heart is like a like a real thing or like some sort of like nostalgic little tat or something that said key to my heart on a keychain with like a fake key that would have been something um i put phil in third place because a piano key is inventive but it's not as good as the pie or the van uh, Jess gets second because, again, the, the van gets first for reasons I just stated. All right. Now it's my turn to do uh, a two-part first VT task. Are we doing this? In, so, are you doing both parts of this then? I mean, they're technically part of the same okay. task, so cool. I, just went- I don't mind. Okay. Anyway, I feel like I've been... I want to sort of get more talking in because you just like to go on terrible tangents to throw. That's throw also in another an episode previous episode title. title. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we're not going to make any more references to previous episode titles will. in this episode. I hope. Yeah. Just, just say a random one for no Ball reason. Gags. <laughs> that's funny because that's the one I was thinking of. Of course, next. it was the one. <laughs> what else would it be? <laughs> Keep going. The one where we had the one where we had our first major laugh. Yeah, we face. did have a breakdown during that one. Oh god. Imagine that with like better audio. Imagine that one with better audio. That would be very very interesting. But uh anyway, um VT ta- VT task one, part one. Put exactly 50, 50 different things in this bin. Fastest wins. Your time stops when you say, I've put exactly 50 different things in this bin. Your time starts when Alex touches you on the shoulder. 
Um, so yeah, apparently I can't uh, speak, <laughs> but they they love um they love the red wheelie bins. Um, I was thinking, I remember when um Hugh yes. Dennis had to push Mel Gedroich in the bin around? Yes. There's also a task in series nine. I think it is that has five yeah. of these wheelie bins. Um, I, that that might actually be the first clip of Taskmaster I ever saw. That series nine mm. task with the five wheelie bins. Oh, and speaking of uh, um, but- wheeling people around, uh, James actually is like reading the task out, and he just sort of makes up to wind up Alex. Put Alex in the bin. Oh yeah, that was funny. Um, also, what this the the time starts when Alex touches you on the shoulder. That reminded me of um. In series four, I can't remember what the exact task was, but your time starts when you next blink. Yeah. There was a task. I can't remember exactly what um, the task was, but yeah. Um, But everyone's, most people's natural instincts was to just run away from Alex. Uh, Um, He caught everyone eventually. Rod Um, had to lie down after that. (laughs) I mean, the man's the same age as Greg. He's running out of steam a bit. Not that old, man. Hey, I mean, Greg, Greg would run out of steam pretty quickly, but I, d- I don't know. Um, James starts. Um, James puts uh, James's fifty things in just include just a collection of uh, small pebbles and leaves, as well as a ukulele he finds, and he gets it the quickest in fifty uh, fifty eight seconds. Um, there's not a lot to say about the I, people's bits here. I do like that ukulele he finds is a sentence that comes up. Uh, for oh the the uke the what oh I was are you are you going to do my job for me? I was going to say there is a couple of things to talk about, which is mainly that everybody but Phil misunderstood the the method of the task, which is that obtaining fifty things, and they all assumed that. The things had that different meant individual, as in like you can't put fifty grapes in on the vine. Phil was the only one who was understood. Like if I put a grape in, I can't put in another grape. He got a bonus point for doing that as well. He did. He did. Which, uh, but let's get to Phil and well, let's talk about Phil now. It doesn't really matter what order we talk about people here. Um. As we say, Phil was the only person to put four, f- 50 completely different things in, so he had no repeats at all. This meant it took him a bit longer, six minutes and 57 seconds. Um, but like we said, he got a bonus point because he actually collected yeah. 50 different things, so good on him. Uh, Jess's 50 things include a bunch of art supplies, which he gets done in two minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, Carrie's things include some fruits. Uh, I can't remember everything else, but she gets them done in one minute and 27. Oh, she also put uh, the bowl Rod's... in. The bowl is important. The bowl, the fruits. Oh, the bowl. Came in. I thought you said bowl as in like a football. No, the bowl. The bowl, the fruits came in. And then yeah. my favorite image from this task is uh, James and Rod frantically scrabbling in the dirt to get 50 rocks and 50 leaves. As they, like, mad people. Um, but yeah, like we said, Rod puts 50... Uh, leaves. Gets a bunch of leaves as part of his things. Two minutes 30, so they're scored accordingly. Uh, and- James, it's James, then Kerry, then J- then Rod, then Jess, and then Phil. But Phil gets a bonus point, which puts him uh, t- 
tied with yeah. Jess. And James did so it now in, in zero minutes, 58 seconds. Because That's what we, we, we said. No, that. you didn't. Um, did you? Yes, oh. I did. Yes, I did. Whatever. VT Task 1, Part 2. Using all the items on this mat, which include the items uh, the contestants previously put in the bin, uh, make the best picture of the Taskmaster. You have 10 minutes. Your time starts now. Um... Now, I wrote in my notes, Alex says Greg may never know him. Uh, I think that's in response to Greg saying he doesn't know anything about Alex. Yes. But this reminds me, I love the moments where um, Alex sort of like stands up to Greg. Yeah. In the, this, this, isn't, this isn't probably the best example of this. The best example I can think of is in the, mm, the second New Year's treat special where Alex straight up tells Greg to shut up at one point. Alex also has a poke at Greg later in the next task or two tasks from now when he's talking about glass, Greg wearing glasses as just like a, a jab at how old Greg is getting. Um, Rod made a picture of Greg with no arms, but he gave him his iconic big belly. Oh, I also want to cover... Um, um, as Rod is putting, uh, looking over his stuff, he he mutters the phrase "escaped Easter Island Monument." You call the Taskmaster, <laughs> which is such an evocative turn of phrase. I mean, he does kind of look like Squidward's house a bit, doesn't he? That is your, that is your, your depiction of an Easter Island head, Emerson. Well, it it's actually called an Easter Island it, head I know in SpongeBob, that, but they're real Easter Island <laughs> heads. It's a real place. They're real things. They have sure. bodies under the ground. They've excavated them. Okay, first of all, they're called Moais. Yes, they are. I don't know. I just like making random reference. Is that can that be like the thumbnail of can we do like a split a split of like Squidward's house and Greg's face next to each other? Yes. That's the uh, yeah. thumbnail for this episode. Do we have any ideas for what like the description quote's going to nope. be? Because that's usually a quote from the... Okay. I, I have um, nothing We'll, we'll come across. Um, Carrie's picture of Greg uh, has a massive head and a tiny body and a withered leg. They're... they're <laughs> like, what, one of the legs is like this massive tumor represented by a satsuma growing on they're it. They're interesting um, portraits. I did like... I did like, uh, Car I did like uh, Carrie's. Um, also, you have trouble saying Carrie's name, don't you? Uh, no, I just every time I talk about Carrie, I I want to. I'm torn between saying Carrie and Godleman, and so I have to pause for a second. I also did like the. This is actually where the um the title drop comes from because the ball yes, on his head, a coquettish fascinator, is deemed a coquettish fascinator. And uh, is it fa fascinator, not fascinator? No, fascinator, because fascinator is the tech. Oh yeah, it is fascinator. I thought it was fascinator. No, fascinator is the technical term for a particularly elaborate hat, usually worn by the sort of you know upper class debutante twits who dress up for horse races. Upper class. I mean, we've gone from upper twaddlings and a pop fuck fuckwit to upper class debutante twits. Oh no, this is this is not a jab at the United Kingdom. They do this at like the Kentucky Derby too. No, I'm and I'm equally no, I'm just disgusted. Saying you, I'm just saying you like. I'm just saying you like using this really colorful vocabulary. Well, I have to somehow. 
At least Spelvin attempted a British accent. No, I will not. I can't do it well enough for it to even be funny. It's just bad. Well, when we do the IRL episode, hopefully we'll have to. Then, yeah, because that that'll there'll have to be a lot of once in a lifetime stuff in that point. In that, yes, in that episode. Um, I don't think we'd even cover Taskmaster in that. We just like talk for the first could, time, and we maybe, could do a, that. Could that could be like our that could be our video episode? We could do a vlog. In, that could be our video episode. We just like do a bunch of things. Um, a live stream from for, for like um. A donation of $100,000 and we have to reenact Rod Gilbert's no. uh, quick change outfit. It's not enough money, man. <laughs> $1 million. That might do it. But, uh... But, uh... If you've got $1 million, please donate it to us when we do our live episode. Okay. But, um... um we, we get off track. Um, who's next? Uh, um, I don't... Oh, Jess. Jess's was funny. Jess's was really funny because <coughs> Jess... She actually had paint. She had paint and she didn't no, use it. No, Jess ha did not only have paint. Jess also had chalk and a bunch... The box for the chalk. I think she had some other like paintbrush stuff. And what does Jess Nappet fucking do? None of that. She outlines his head in string. I've said it before. Je Jess Nappet is... Someone dear God help this woman. That is my... Someone help her. That is my... The help Jess Nappet... The help... The save Jess Nappet uh, helpline. The, the... The the human... For just two... For just two pounds a for day. For just 69... For just 69 pounds a month, you can sponsor this poor woman. You can sponsor this poor woman and give her some common sense. We take change. Next episode... Oh, God. There is a Jess, Jess Nappet moment in that, that. Oh, my God. Oh, good. Um, also, one other thing I want to note before we keep going. Um, when mm -hmm. Phil Wang is up here, Phil, for possibly the first time in the entire series, although he has mentioned it before, so maybe not, um, Phil becomes aware of how revealing his chosen outfit is. when he And he mentions it a lot. And it is just, Phil... Why didn't you, if you noticed this, did, did you continue because you thought it was funny or, or what? This is a genuine question, Wang. Answer, answer me. What possessed you to do that? Maybe he never will. He never will. Hmm. Um, uh, but Jess um, uses the objects to make a picture of Greg, giving him a large oblong for his face. And Phil essentially makes an angry bird's pig. Which he confesses to. It it does not look like Greg. It also, it's one of those seeing eye pictures. Cause the does instant, it look like the Angry Birds the pig? The instant he said Angry Birds pig, it did. It's like one of those seeing eye pictures. It's hilarious. It's one of those once you notice it, you can't yes. unnotice it pictures. It's, uh, it's very interesting. It's sort of like, it, but um, it wasn't very good. I can't wait to look at our audio for this episode and see how yours just does not stop. Whereas mine just like breaks occasionally. What? Why would I stop? But, but, well, yours does not stop because you keep talking. Exactly. Okay. Now, James A. Caster, this is probably the greatest um, comeback story ever. I, right? All, all James has is a couple of pebbles and some leaves. For, no, J And the ukulele. James has 49 rocks and a ukulele. 
Okay, yeah, let, let me let me tell yeah. you that. He's got 49 rocks and a ukulele. And what he creates is probably my single favorite piece of artwork in Taskmaster. He he not only makes Greg's face, he makes Alex's face as well. And Greg looks perfect. Greg looks perfect. There's something about the the way the ukulele looks when it's broken apart. Because like he fucking mauls that ukulele to death. He he when it's broken apart, the ukulele it it looks perfect as Greg. He vivisects the ukulele and uses its various parts to sculpt Greg's head. It's it's very good. It, it's fantastic. It's like, it's sort of like when Joe Lysitter to paint a picture of Greg from a distance while continually yeah. smiling at the camera and he produced an incredible piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Oh, I'm just looking at my notes for the next task and I think we might have found the quote for the um, there, description. There are a lot of things. My notes are a lot vaguer on this. but uh, Speaking of... But before we hop onto that task, um, James is given five, Rod four, Kerry three, Jess two, Phil one. Joe, do you have any objections? I, you know, art is subjective, and I, you know, I liked James. I thought the face was a little weird, a little hard to see. Jess's was all right. I thought that Rod's was a little funny, was funny looking, but not bad. I, I didn't bother to do a score for this. Um, okay, um, but uh, in that case, we go on to yes. VT task two. And before we do that, we have and to this do, one is brilliant. We have to do the master tasks for this. You thought you could get away from that, didn't you, Emerson? But uh, what the master tasks, the adapted versions of these tasks that I do because I like reading. Oh, yes. Is that is that going to be a jingle for next series? Probably not. Master tasks. Please don't. I don't. just I like just reading these, but uh, but um uh anyways we have to create jingles for everything oh. i'll get in contact with spelvin and have him create master jingles task. for all of these things but yes uh it, master task master task da, 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 da. interestingly um the master tasks for the two sections are different because the first section which is put 50 different things into the bin was done adapted out onto season three episode three of Stormester. Season one, episode five of Taskmaster Portugal, and season three, episode five of Sir Mastari. However, Sir Mastari did not do the second portion, where they had to then make... That is very weird. So only Stormmaster and Taskmaster Portugal did um, the second part. Also, interestingly, Stormmaster titled that episode uh 50 different things after this task so so this is the second time that both of them got the uh that this task coined an episode title because because the coquettish fascinator came from this task as well but uh i just thought that was very interesting that this is that not all of this task was adapted out but uh then we are on to the um probably the one i have the least notes on because it's really difficult to describe this using words that and we can't really soundbite it either yes, because we, the visuals are yes everything. we can because the visuals in the boys task mean fucking nothing i need you to understand this i wrote in my notes for the boys one i can't put words to it 
the you will lose absolutely nothing from the from just listening to this but anyways the task is i better get ready to download the episode again the task is write and perform the most suspenseful soap opera cliffhanger this your scene may last no more than one minute you have 30 minutes your time starts now things to note alex the in from they went to commercial during this one and when alex introduced it the episode the anytime alex introduced like from went from the studio to throw to this vt thing he paused and did the suspenseful heart and there was a suspenseful heartbeat noise that played because they're playing with the uh yes they're playing with the with the stereotypical soap opera tropes um for anyone who's not familiar a soap opera is an episodic tv show that usually plays that usually follows the real the real lives of its characters as they go through their life but because they air a lot more episodes than standard during primetime tv they usually have to fill it with absolute horse shit and so if you've ever seen the trope of it was his twin brother or he's back from the dead or something like that it's usually because a soap opera writer was banging his head against the wall trying to come up with like 60 episodes for a season and came up with something something insane uh also fun thing to note when they intro when they did the throw to the task they parodied the visuals of the dallas intro dallas is not a soap opera per se it was definitely a primetime tv show in america it um if you they didn't do a theme song version which is a shame because the theme tune to dallas fucking slaps absolutely god tier level of uh of how to do an opener for this it it slaps harder than will smith yes it yes it does it dallas actually as a show slapped so hard it brought down Ceausescu, the dictator of romania because he because the the show it, to put like a very 10 second explanation on dallas it was about like rich oil barons in dallas texas who were all really rich but also like backstabbing each other there was a very famous episode where one of the guys gets shot and like that was the season cliffhanger for for like a year who shot jr became like a point of american cultural touchstone the simpsons had a whole thing about it too if you remember who shot uh who shot mr burns that was that was playing off the the huge amount of of pr that who shot jr got and that's actually also where the it's all a dream thing came from because it turns out that among the many things that happened jr apparently just got shot in a dream that someone had that lasted like a season and a half but anyways we're uh we're moving off track a little bit uh it like we don't move off like track we don't anyway. move off track uh they aired this how are we doing for time it doesn't matter 43 minutes it doesn't in. matter um they aired this in Romania at the, at the, um, they aired the show and what in Romania, I said it slapped so hard. It took down Ceausescu because Ceausescu aired it in Romania. Cause he was the dictator of Romania, which was a communist country to show the evils of capitalism. The Romanian people saw the rich Americans with their designer clothes and their Mercedes Benz sports coupes and it was like holy shit why can't we have designer clothes in mercedes-benz sports coupes and they revolted and threw down ceausescu and executed him and that's why romania is not a communist dictatorship anymore but um because of dallas among many other things but anyways 
Now let's go on to the dramatic soap opera for things that uh, dun, 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 dun. that we have in Taskmaster. Will it be as will it be as show stopping um, as <laughs> taking down the Romanian dictatorship? No, it won't be because uh, the first one we we get shown the thought process going on, which I actually couldn't write this down in my notes because I didn't want to put that sentence into my phone, but I'll say it because this is much harder of a record to find, which is that uh, Rod Gilbert immediately after being given this task decides that the thing he wants is Phil Wang Mpreg basically because, uh, because he's, he immediately decides that whatever role it is, that whatever they're doing, Phil Wang's character is going to be pregnant. And so um, also interestingly, Jess and Carrie also wanted one of their characters to be pregnant, but unlike the dudes, they realized that they cannot be pre- that what that Jess that neither of them can make the other pregnant. So they decided that, that's the, not the same to, with the dudes. What not to go with that? The guys did go with that, and uh, I'm gonna. There's not much else to go off of for the script writing thing. They sort of breeze past it. I am going to read the description from taskmaster.info, and then I'm going to ask you for the boys only, because I can do the other one. I can describe the other one. For the boys only, please just play the set, the whole thing. It's a minute long, because I can't do it. But All right. Shall, James, I, shall I play the theme song they wrote as well? Yes. Uh, James, Phil, and Rot. Everybody's got feelings, feelings hurt and feel good. Everybody's got feelings, feelings hurt and feel good. What are you even doing in here? And while I told you about locking doors in this house, we don't have locked doors in this house. I mean, waiting downstairs for nine months. You've not been out of this bathroom in nine months. What are you playing at? I've been waiting for my dinner. I'm starving. Meanwhile, you're in here and you're getting fired if anything. Are you eating all the food? Is that what you've been doing? Nine months in the bath, eating all my dinner. What are you going to say for yourself? James, no. James, I'm not fat. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Really? I'm going to be a dad? Well, if, if you're going to bring our little baby into the world, then I'm going to make an honest woman of you. Will you marry me? If I'm going to be an honest woman, James, then I better start telling the truth. There's someone else. Who? Oh. Oh, Are you little... My water's broken! My heart is broken. Rubber dub dub. James, Phil, and Rod made a cliffhanger about Gus, played by James, finding out that Philippa, played by Phil, was pregnant in a bath. But Phil was secretly dating Rod's character, who was also in the bath and could only say rubber dub dub. They also made a theme song that for their be soap the description opera, quote for this which episode. they called Feelings. This, I promise, Feelings. for anyone out there who hasn't watched this episode or hasn't watched it in a while or might be visually impaired, it's outside in the Why yard. Why are we just, 
Why are we just constantly referencing the visually because, impaired? Shut up. I have a friend who does disability advocacy and it actually makes there's a lot of good points. And I like and also because I listen to podcasts I don't have, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving. Have, so podcasts that just say, look at the screen, this is what it looks like, are like the fucking bane of my existence. I'm not saying I have any problem with it. I'm just saying it's I, amazing that we've made two references because to I it. talk to him on Discord regularly, and it's and I've started realizing, hey, that's really shitty when podcasts don't do that. I should do that in my podcast. I'm being the change that I want to see in the world. But uh, you know, good for you, Joseph. But uh, good for anyways, you. Anyways, I um, they're outside. They're in filling. Phil and Rod are in the bathtub, and it's, there's nothing else to it. It does contain soap, which is the soap opera thing, even though that's not even how it goes anymore. Just just play the clip, please. It's so weird. The, the clip of the episode, I've already oh, done so. Oh, cool, but... then you did that. Okay, but uh, yeah, no, it's really dumb. Then we have... Jess and Carrie, which I really liked theirs, actually. I liked theirs more than I liked the guys. Uh, theirs is called Cul-de-Sac. Uh, Carrie plays a woman called Donna, and Je- Jess plays a woman also, Jess also named plays Donna. A woman co- I didn't realize that until just now. Um, this one was very fun because they were both playing like a sort of more low class character role, like complete with being in the, in a trailer, a camp, the, the caravan instead of being in like the house. And, uh, Donna, Jessica, Jess's character is sleeping with someone which has angered Donna Carrie's character. And they have a quite, in a quite long fight, which I would also like to point out one thing. If you have watched it, Carrie gets knocked backwards into the bathtub because it's sitting outside. And when she gets out of it, she actually just very fluidly like steps up, like just pushes herself up out of it, which I thought was a, was a very good bit of just sort of like physical physicality in acting. But um, anyways, the fight is over um, Donna sleeping with, Alex with a character who's unnamed played by Alex, who turns out to be her son that she didn't know. So, um, so, uh, caught this causes Donna to vomit and then they do to be continued on the screen, which is a good cliffhanger. And also I would just like to note that in one of these, we have what is either we have a man, we have, male pregnancy and in the other one we have mother-son incest i was going to make a comment that a lot of soap opera plots have more in common with fan fiction than anybody would like to admit but clearly i don't need to say that they just did that anyways when given the word soap opera Um, do you have any major conflicts with the schools? I, I would put it the other way around. I would give the ladies three points and the boys two, because I thought that the, uh, the ladies, uh, action scenes and scripting were a little bit better. All right. And, um, hold, now we have the- a master task. Hold on. I'm sorry. This is, it's, 
<laughs> Basti Test Season 4, Episode 5, Stormmaster Season 3, Episode 2, Episode 2, and, uh, and Director Sivmira, which is Taskmaster Croatia, Season 1, Episode 7. And there, and the only difference is that in uh, in that the Stormmaster one, they were asked to make a movie cliffhanger instead of just a soap opera cliffhanger. That's it. We're done. Go on to the next one. I'm sorry this took so long. VT Task Three in the lab. There are ten pairs of glasses. The pairs of glasses may not leave the lab. Without breaking any of the pairs of glasses, put all the pairs of glasses into the smallest of these boxes. You must select your box before leaving the caravan and may not then change your mind. Smallest box containing all the pairs of glasses with the lid shot properly wins. You have a maximum total of five minutes. Your time starts now. So there's a selection of boxes uh, lettered A down to J, A being the biggest. A, and J they're all smallest. inside each other. That's right. It's really neat. Like a Russian dolls yeah. kind of thing. Um, and if you've seen this episode, you'll know that the pairs of glasses are actually uh, two, two, two identical drinking glasses in pairs. Yeah, there's like, there's like 10 pairs of, pairs of drinking glasses. So, yes, that's pretty much exactly it. They um, range from like a uh, James wine flutes down to like little glass thimbles. Yes. Um, James and Kerry, I think, are paired up together. Uh, James chooses box I, the second smallest, and Kerry chooses box H, the third smallest. Um, they both thought that the pairs of glasses would be, uh, like, uh, spectacle glasses. Um, James manages to get 12 out of the 20 glasses into his box, and Kerry manages to get 15 of the 20. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's not surprisingly not a lot I, to say about them. I was going to um, say, uh, Carrie definitely didn't get the box to shut properly, but you, oh yeah, that's but true. She, she turned it upside down so that the flaps were hidden. I mean, that, that's one way of doing it, but it's a tricky way to was, get them all out. Yes. Philip Wang, yeah. uh, chooses box. Yeah, F. actually, what do you have to say? Um, about Phil? my notes just say everyone got tricked dot, 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 except Phil. Mm. Phil got very no, lucky. No, because Phil Phil th realized that it would be a trick. This was a great episode for Phil, even though he didn't win. He he that's got true. multiple that, that, bonus that's a good points, way of at it. and he and he uh, recognized that he was being called out with the uh, with the um, that he was going to get tricked with the uh, there with the glasses. Yeah, and also. Um, he, yeah, so Phil thinks ahead and he thinks they might be drinking glasses, so he takes box F um, and he manages to put all the pairs of glasses into the box, but he breaks one glass. A little bit, yeah. He Now, yeah, but this is where it gets interesting. Greg said that Phil, uh, Phil broke one glass, but he didn't break a pair of glasses, so he's not failed the task, and he's so far in the lead. Which is, again, great for Phil. I can't imagine that happening any to any other person in the show like like not even like this like this season even i couldn't imagine that happening to anybody else phil's phil phil wang is this very is like, smart but he's also this very is like naive. something that would have maybe happened to mel gedroich like like greg i it's almost like greg was low-key taking pity on him 
like very like very subtly um jess chooses box e uh thinking the glasses would be like giant they'd comedy still be like spectacles. spectacle glasses i love that like what they're gonna be giant <laughs> ones she was she she was right for the wrong it's, reason it's the, it, again that's great yeah she was she was right for the wrong reasons which was great um and she also manages to get all the pairs of glasses yeah. into her box um i don't Rod fucks up right away. He leaves. Oh, I was going to say, um, I also would like to just point out that box F is probably the smallest one you could have gotten the, all the glassware into at all. That's a good point. Um, but Rod fucks up. He leaves the caravan before choosing his box. So he goes to see the glasses, then comes back to choose box G. And he still doesn't manage to get all the glasses into yeah. the box. And he's he's disqualified. He cheated and still also, fucked up. Yes, I was going to say, read the task, immediately disregarded the task, got disqualified, got the wrong box, and then I would like to make a question. How does Rod Gilbert ever put glassware away in his life? Because the first thing that he does when he runs into the room with box G is he takes one of the fluted, one of the fluted wine glasses and puts it diagonally across the bottom of the, of the box so that it's at both corners, which is... The worst way I've ever seen anyone pack a box without intentionally doing it shitty. Like, it's Rod, Rod is just a very questionable man. But Phil gets four. Je, no, Phil gets five. Sorry, Jess four, Kerry three, James two, and Rod a big fat DQ. Yes, and then there um, is no master task. We have the live task, and yes, we do have the live task, which I have to say. This is my favorite live task this season. This was fucking hilarious. This, I loved this. My eyes were glued to Rod Gilbert the whole so, time. So, yeah. So, th I, this one is fantastic visual comedy, but I can describe what is happening. So, so um, the task is get your donut as high as possible. You must be holding hands with the people either side of you at all times. Highest donut after 100 seconds wins. If your donut is in the air after 100 seconds, its height will be measured from where it lands. What this means, very quickly, they have a stack of inflatable pool rings in front of them. There is a donut-shaped one about halfway up the stack. So, so obviously, they have to remove it from the stack and get it higher, but clearly, they can't let go of hands with people. Um they are also Greg's Greg on the stage, on the for, stage the for the first time. time. He is holding hands with Rod because they have to hold hands with, at either side. So uh, James at so the other James end, James is, is holding hands, hands with, with Alex. Alex and then, and he gets to blow yes. the whistle. And also the last thing it's tightly measured from where it lands means that nobody can just throw it in the air. If that will be measured when, from where it lands. So if it lands on the floor, you know, you get low points. So, anyways, uh, James blows the whistle, which is in Alex's hands. So he has to bring Alex's hand up. Uh, an absolute fucking bedlam descends upon this stage because everybody is like destroying their tower of pool rings to get at their donuts. Uh, Carrie's was it? No, Jess's gets kicked onto the ground by James, and like onto the ground below the stage. So she, she, she's fucked. Uh, James and Phil are like holding it above their heads in their like I think Phil's holding it in his teeth. Uh nobody put tries to put it on Greg, which I'm shocked by, because Greg is the tallest object on the stage by a by a bit. And then um and then 
Uh, Rod, meanwhile, is has kicked his has thrown or kicked his into the audience and is like shouting, shouting and swearing at people to carry it all the way back and up into the second up into the gallery to get it like all the way up, which somehow they do. But meanwhile, as he's hurling invectives at the audience, the rest of them have devolved into this human snake crossed with a bar fight as they are like frantically scrabbling over each other. At some point they're getting all tangled up. I thought we were going to see a broken arm at some point. Carrie at one point gets dislodged or lets go, drops to the ground, grabs her ring and holds it up and then gets back up. But uh, she she'll get disqualified for this because they because she did at least it seems like she let go. But it's it's hilarious. Greg is getting dragged around, even though he he's like the heaviest guy there. It, it's people are getting squished, compressed. It looks like so much fun, which is not how these live tests usually go. It's amazing to watch. It's amazing just to listen to because it's like seven people shouting and also rod gilbert is swearing at the audience for most of it it's amazing also we can see phil wang's shoes for the first time he is again wearing those fucking yellow reeboks or asics or whatever they are that are clear that are, he wore during the vt test and also are supposed to be the same shoes that the bride wore in the kill bill series I'm so glad you had a lot to say. I know I rat on you for talking a lot, but I would not have been able to drag out enough stuff to, for us to break the one hour mark. And this is how long we've taken. God, imagine if we still hadn't didn't have the um, boss. The word um, is it punctuality? The punctuality, the, yeah. The the brevity. Well, we the the brevity. We imagine if we hadn't re- maintained the brevity, we would be so. <laughs> If we had had the brevity of our longest episode, which was two oh, hours, we'd, to we'd cover still be TV here for another hour and a half. Oh my god! But uh, anyways, uh, this is so just to do the scores. Uh, Ke- okay, so whose was Carrie was disqualified because Carrie let go. Nappet gets two points because hers was on the ground, like below the stage. And then James and Phil were holding theirs in the air, but Phil's was higher. So James gets three, Phil gets four. Rod's was on the second story of the balcony held above some woman's head. So he gets five. How did it get to the, how did it get to he, the second there? Did someone just he yeet kicked it really it hard? into the audience, swore at them to I know, send someone, it out, And then eventually you can see it in a wide shot. They cut to someone in the audience just fucking hurls it like a Frisbee directly up into the second deck. It's really easy to do crowd work once you get the crowd on your side. And he just, they went all the way up there and some woman was holding it up. It was uh, fantastic. And then um, Rod wins the Rod wins the uh, the the live task. There are two adapted versions, which we'll just go through this really quickly. Uh, Stormmaster season two, episode three, and Director Savmira season one, episode six. And uh, we um, yes, then on to the actual scoring of the real of the episode. Uh, James A. Caster. Rods is obviously the yeah, highest. No, no, of the, of the episode. James Acaster is the winner oh, the, of the of the entire episode. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And then we go up on stage and we see that um, Phil's piano key is real, which is why I was asking, you know, does that extra point get counted? 
Um, then we see Alex shoveling pie into his face. And I thought that Alex had also been ordered to eat all of the ice cream, but James Acaster as the winner went up there and just started eating the ice cream himself. I don't blame him. Never. I'll close this out by with a reiteration of this episode's title. Never chames James Acaster. Never ch- Never chames. Never chames. And on that note, we'll yes. finish. Goodbye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.